Welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we talk about sustainable investing and how your portfolio reflects your values. Do your investments seek accountability from corporations that govern more and more of our society and even the lives we lead? Listen in as we explore the question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Grego Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Good afternoon, Kim. How are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you this afternoon? I am doing fantastic. I'm excited great. to talk to you again. I'm so pleased that we're getting together again for another podcast. Me too. You know, we're getting pretty close to podcast number 50. I know that is huge milestone. So very excited. Yes, me too. But today we're on number 48 and have a very interesting topic today. Okay. All right. What is it? (laughs) Yeah, you don't know. So I'm going to tell you. Today, I want to talk about money messages and how we can use those money messages to shift our personal money messages to a new economy. We talk Hmm. about the sustainable new economy, right? But I want to talk about our personal economy. Okay. So what are money messages? Money messages. Well, I want to, we'll, we'll define money messages, but we'll also talk about why All I'm right. talking about this. So I think that's a really important reason because like, mm-hmm. you're probably also thinking, why are we talking about this? Let's it's a little different, talk right? About, yeah. Yes, it is. It's a little different. It, it leans a little bit more into a personal psychology mm-hmm. topic, right? So money messages are those things that we get about money often when we're very young and they're very intrinsic and it's a mental message that we receive. So it's often things like money is secretive. Mm -hmm. Money is scarce. Money is abundant. Okay. You know, we're often taught to just not speak about money. Mm-hmm. Our parents didn't, maybe didn't talk about money. And so we learn it's a money message. We it was, it was impolite, not. right? It yes, was impolite. impolite. You don't talk about money. Right. You mm. never ask somebody how much money they make. It's impolite. It's mm-hmm. rude to ask that question, right? Mm. These are, these are common money messages. Money's good or money's bad, right? Mm-hmm. Capitalism, maybe we think of it as good or bad. And then there's a really, really typical one that we must be, we must be self-sufficient. We have to make our own money. Mm-hmm. And there's the pick yourself up by the bootstraps mentality and money message that we get, that we have to earn our own way, that most people don't deserve to be given something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These are all money messages that we receive. And there's so many more. I think if we started (laughs) throwing them out, we could name 50 very quickly Mm. money messages because they're all over, not just when we're a child, whether we are allowed to receive an allowance. You know, if you, if you wash the car, I'll give you $5. Mm -hmm. That's a money message. We're, we're taught that money must be earned. Or we're taught that money is just given. If we're given an allowance and we 
don't have to do anything for it. Hmm. Yeah. Or money can be taken away. If we don't do our chores, then our allowance is decreased, right? Mm -hmm. So money can be a punishment. Yeah. Yes. There's so many money messages we receive, and most of them start when we are very young. What if our parents fight about money? Mm. Well, and we know the divorce rate is, is money contributes to the divorce rate in huge ways. So that is absolutely true. Hmm. Right. Because, and, and, and the reason behind that is because most people never learn to talk about money and they don't talk about money before they get married either. That is a money message. Yeah. We don't talk about money. We, you know, do we share money? Do we not share money? How do we create our own money messages between ourselves as a couple? It's a huge part of who we are. And, and this is why I want to talk about money messages. What do we do with these messages? How does it shape our life? How did it shape our lives from the time we're children to the time we're adults? And how is it affecting our lives? Whether it's how we've created our relationships, how our relationships are doing, how's the relationship with ourself and money? Mm. Are we miserly? Do we just spend willy nilly? Do we have a lot of debt? Do we have no debt? Are we doing the exact opposite of what our parents did? Are we following in their footsteps? Are we teaching our own children about money? Remember one of the first podcasts I did, I think it was one of the first six podcasts I did. It was about teaching children about money. I remember that. Yeah. I I feel like it's really important. And and most parents don't ever talk to their children about money. You know, and we, we went through that in great detail. But these are all money messages, and they're incredibly important. Do you remember any of the money messages from when you were a kid? Oh yeah, and and, and so, I mean, we, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah. I I want to kind of dissect something. Yeah. How do we know what money messages are good or what money messages are bad? And then is it our just our own perspective on what's good and bad? Because I, I grew up with the money message, you work, you earn. If you work, you you make money. You make money to pay for the essentials of life. We also grow, grew up with very little money, right? So we didn't have the money, quote unquote, there's a money message. We, we don't have the money for that, which I understood from a very young age. We had money for the house. We had money for the bills. We had money to keep the cars running to get my dad back and forth to work. And my mom back and forth to work when, when she had, she would get part-time jobs usually because she was, you know, helping to raise us kids. But it was, we definitely didn't have the money that most of the people in my school did because our school was surrounded by a very wealthy neighborhood and we did not come from that neighborhood. (laughs) We, We really truly quote unquote came from across the tracks and all our friends were, we were all in the same situation. All my close friends were all in, in that same situation, but it was a very different message than you went to school and saw everybody in name brand things. So, and they were just given to them, right? So there's that, that given thing that you were talking about earlier. So it's right. That's very interesting. I love this topic. It is. It is. And, and I think people are also wondering how does this relate to sustainability? And we'll get to that, but let's, let's look at that question. What money messages are good or mm-hmm. bad? And a lot of that has to do with our values, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is whether a message is good or bad. It's based on values. And I, I will address that a little bit more 
But when we think about a money message and whether or not it's good or bad, it really comes down to what our parents have taught us. Mm-hmm. And it, let's look at that pick yourself up by the bootstraps message. Mm-hmm. Is that a good message or a bad message? Well, so I, I hear that as if you work hard, you'll earn money. If you work hard right. enough, you'll you'll get to a better station, if you will, or you'll elevate your situation financially. Right. So it sounds like a good money message, right? Sounds positive. But, right. Mm-hmm. However, in reality, that doesn't always work for Absolutely. Everyone. Because when we when we look at this as a money message for people of color mm-hmm. or those who are extremely poor and don't have access to education or the job opportunities that many of us do have, it's not realistic. Mm -hmm. Even though you and I grew up disadvantaged, we still had access to things based on the color of our skin. Absolutely. The fact that we had an education, we probably still had food in our bellies every morning, even though it may have been limited. And that gave us an advantage to still move forward with our lives. Mm -hmm. And we could pull ourselves up by the bootstraps because clearly we did. So in essence, it is also a very bad money message because it doesn't account for, for those social justice pieces and the inability for a good portion of our society here in the U.S. To actually do that. And it's very derogatory. Wow. It, memory just absolutely flooded back to me, if you don't mind me sharing for a moment. No, please. I had a paper route when I was a kid and I made, I'll just be honest, I made too much money on that paper route just, just for my age. I think I was 12 or 13 years old. And so I got the monthly amount that I would get. And so I had way more money that I needed because I had no bills. And so I blew it all on, on different things. But when you said that, I just realized, I, I remember uh, there was a young man named Neelish and he was, I believe he was Indian, definitely darker brown skin. He was a friend of mine at school and he had a paper out as well. And I remember a conversation about tips because I got a dollar or $2 from every one of my customers, pretty much, I would say 85 to 90% of my customers would give me a dollar or $2 when it came, came time to collect, you know, for the monthly paper. Yeah. And I remember him looking at me and saying, I, hardly any of my customers give me a tip. And I didn't know why, because I knew he was a hard worker. He was a straight A student. He was a good, I mean, he was a good friend of mine. And I just, I, at the time I chalked it up to, huh, maybe he just ha- doesn't have very nice people. <laughs> right. But that's because I was just ignorant, right? And Color uh, of his skin. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. as I look back on that, I'm like, man, that is, that's a money message that I didn't realize at that point. And, and right. I don't know if he did or not, but he never told me, you know, he didn't say, I think it's because I'm, you know, I'm an, of a different race or I, I have a right. slight accent. I have no idea, but wow. Right. And it's so true in our society that these things are happening. And as children, we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And often as adults, we don't realize it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. And I think about, I was, I was really thinking about my personal money messages recently and how I grew up 
rather poor and didn't have a lot. Didn't mm-hmm. have any often. We, we, I think I've mentioned this before. We we often didn't have very much money at the end of the month and would eat a lot of beans, a lot mm-hmm. of chili mac, <laughs> things mm-hmm. like that things that would yeah. stretch out. And I, I hated beans for a long time. I, I wouldn't eat them as an adult. And and this was a money message, right? Like you should not spend all of your money at the beginning of the month mm-hmm. because it had to last. But the other very strange money message I had as a teenager when I was 18, the first thing my mother did was say, you're 18, we're going to take you out and go shopping and get your first credit card. Hmm. How does that make sense, right? So my mother taught me to buy what I wanted, whatever I wanted on credit. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a crazy money message. So in my early years, uh, when I was married, I got crazy into debt. Mm. And, and that was a money message that I learned. And I love my mother dearly, but she had also a terrible money message upbringing. Mm-hmm. And that was passed on to me. And so we learned bad money habits, but those were the only money habits she taught me. She didn't teach me the good money habits. I had to learn those on my own. And it's interesting how the discussion sort of evolved and I started talking with my wife now about how my children grew up who Mm -hmm. are now 30 and 31. And they are incredibly minimalist young men. Hmm. They don't have a lot of things. They don't buy a lot of things. And that is how they kind of grew up. I didn't buy them a lot of stuff when they were younger. When they were teenagers, they didn't want the newest tennis shoes or thing, or they didn't really care about what kind of phone they had or any of those big electronics. And I was always amazed by that. And they continued that into their adult years. So I Mm. flipped, somehow (laughs) managed to flip that switch and change the narrative. And that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But I believe that had a lot to do with my education and my change in career Mm -hmm. because I learned to change my internal money messages from debt and spending to saving and investing and teaching my children that. And that doesn't happen often. It's, it's pretty rare. Yeah. I I would say that, I mean, you already attributed it to the fact that you changed careers, right? I mean, you you made a major life change, which then led to some of that change that, that you've then passed on to your children, which is amazing. But what about those that can't? Or don't, right. you know, change their entire lifestyle and, and career choice. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I, I wonder, I'm, I'm, now I'm really curious how difficult it is to, to change that money message for yourself it's, and for your family. I think, yes, I think it's very difficult because if we take a step back and we think about what happens when we don't live up to the original money messages we're given, whether they're positive or negative, uh, there's a lot of shame. And, mm. and I went through that we feel stupid and we feel careless and Mm -hmm. we might even feel ignorant. You know, I felt very careless and, and a lot of shame around it when I was younger. Yeah. Because families 
literally create these long-term money values and it's very generational. And those things are certainly hard to change, but we can do it. We have these internal psychological, almost spiritual values that happen within families and within ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's our personal identity, which is why it's very psychological. It's what we do. We have, we want to control our money. It's, it's just how that happens. Mm -hmm. It, it's about our success, whether we look successful or not. And, and it's really a need for personal freedom or meeting our goals and our priorities. So mm -hmm. that's part of that. And then there's this whole social piece, how we relate to others, whether we're sharing money, whether we're doing it alone, whether we're caring for people, whether we're part of a community. And that's a, a social value on money messages. Mm -hmm. And then there's this physical piece and it's it's not just about the environment, but it's about a, a healthy money attitude. Mm -hmm. And it really is a, almost a physical reaction that we might have. And I know that sounds kind of funny, and I don't want to get, as my wife says, woo-woo. But she's so funny about that. But, you know, are we, are we comfortable in our bodies with with our money because mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was super uncomfortable when I was in debt and, and I, I didn't want people to know. And it was, it was very difficult and very uncomfortable, but money is tangible. It's, it's, it's our internal piece and it's, it's an external part of our world. And if we're stressed, we're not going to be healthy. Mm. Right. So it's a, it's almost physical to us. And then, of course, there's financial. We can't forget that. Mm -hmm. Do we have enough money? Is it enough to last us for our lifetime, for our retirement? Are we making good choices? And is it sustainable for our future and for the world, right? Is, is it sustainable? Are we doing the right things with our money long-term for the environment, for the world, and our values? which is where we get to the SRI piece. And I want to talk briefly about that because, you know, the, there's these ESG money messages. Does it, it doesn't make as much money, right? We we've heard that for decades mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's the, we have to be absolutely perfect in the ESG world or there's so much criticism. Yeah. It's greenwashing, you know, and, and, oh, the, it used to be, it's the hippie thing. Well, that's a given. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, you know. I know. I, exactly. You know, the the new twenty four year old client I have is definitely not a hippie. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. you know, there's that. But you know, there there's shifting of that that narrative happening so easily, and and we can debunk all of those those money messages. So back to your question, when we look at all of these inner values and social values and physical values and financial values and how all of those messages have played around in our heads how do we shift that from negative to positive mm -hmm. it's because it's mostly unconscious we have to make it a conscious message so whether we take a single message like 
it's scarce. Whether we make a lot of money or a little money, we think about it as a conscious message and turn it to a positive. So instead of thinking money is scarce, we think of it as it's abundant mm -hmm. and change the narrative on it and make it more on a conscious level. And we have to do it individually. If we have a ton of money messages that are negative for us, we start to think about them on a conscious level and change them individually. You can't do it all at once. Yeah. It's like if you're going on a diet and you do everything all at once, like I'm going to stop eating sugar, I'm going to stop eating fat, I'm going to stop you know, yeah, no caffeine, uh, eating. Yeah, no caffeine, nothing. Yeah. Right. It, it, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. But if you look at one money message at a time and start changing that narrative for yourself personally, you're going to be more successful. It's the same with changing it on a generational level with your children, which is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that my children would pass that on to their children. Should I get any grandchildren? <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, gentlemen. Sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's one thing at a time, one yeah. step at a time. And that is how we, we start to, to change our negative money messages. Yeah, it's so interesting. And, and, and uh, as you've been talking, I'm, all these thoughts are reeling in my head about what I did with my kids and, and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. And now I've got, I'm not bragging here, but I've got some grandkids. So now I'm thinking about, you know, how are they being taught, you know, about those right. money messages? And and you brought up something earlier, you know, something that your, your wife said about, I think it was woo-woo, which is fantastic. <laughs> but, but for those that are married... I mean, changing your own money messages is one thing, but then you also have a spouse that you have to try to, you know, you don't have to try to change them, but you may have conflicting money messages or very similar money messages that, that they don't necessarily feel like they should change. And it's, right. that'd be a whole other conversation. It'll be very interesting. Absolutely. And it starts with talking about money, which so mm -hmm. many of us don't. You have to take very it slow true. and you have to start with an easy topic. And, you know, that's the only way to talk about money if you've never done it before with your spouse. Yeah. Don't start with the big things. Take it, take it one thing at a time. Now, I am, before we end this, because I know this is a big topic and we could go all day. Mm -hmm. You know, why did I bring this up? Why am I talking about this? You know, I, I really do love my job and I love to talk about sustainable investing. And I love to talk about all of these pieces. And I, I realized that I got here because I wanted to be more conscious about my money. And I mm -hmm. think that's what a lot of people want to be doing. And that's why they invest sustainably. And part of that process for me was being more conscious about my personal money and my money messages, right? That's how I, part of how I got here. So I am going to write a book nice. about this issue. Yes, <laughs> that's my plan. I've <laughs> never right. written a book before. And I'd like to ask my listeners to participate in this process. And I want to do a survey around money messages. So I'm working on that survey. I have an email address for folks to email me if they'd like to participate anonymously in the survey. The awesome. email address, yeah, the email address, if, if folks would please just send me an email saying, yes, send me the survey, 
Email address is moneymessagesbook at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I am in. I'm all in. Great. It's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. I'm looking forward and to of this. Course, yes. And of course, I'm always here to help folks shift their investments into more conscious, sustainable investing. And they can reach me at 505-982-9661 or email kim at horizonssfs.com. I'll tell you, if, if any of you listeners have had any epiphanies like I have during this brief conversation, you can also call her and just talk to her about the money messages that, you, <laughs> that you've grown yeah. up with and stuff. And, and we, we both totally geek out on this stuff. I love that you introduced me to these new things. Man, thank you, Kim, so much. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm glad Thanks, you put sir. your contact information in there. And our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Greg O'Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast, the sustainable, responsible impact investing podcast that shows you how to get your voice heard. It's time to start investing like you give a damn. To ask a question that we can answer on an upcoming podcast, email us at info at horizonssfs.com or join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash horizons sustainable financial services or give us a call at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only. You and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you and your situation. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. is a registered investment advisor registered with the SEC. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. and its financial professionals do not render tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax and legal advisors regarding your personal circumstances. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.